these statements happen and it's like, ugh, what do I say? How do I even respond to that? Maybe you are in a situation where you're talking with the professionals that are involved in your case. They may not get it. They may be giving the benefit of the doubt. Or what if they are in the wrong in some way and they are trying to distract from taking accountability? They're trying to minimize what they have experienced or what you have experienced or how they've harmed you. And so having some one-liners or what we've been calling a mic drop moments can be so helpful to have in your back pocket. Welcome to the Rising Beyond podcast, where you can find hope and healing after a toxic or abusive relationship. I'm Sybil Cummin, a licensed professional counselor specializing in working with victims and survivors of domestic violence and narcissistic abuse, including the youngest witnesses. Over the past decade, I have been honored to witness victims move to survivors and then to thriving in their lives. If you feel alone in your healing process, are dealing with the onslaught of post-separation abuse, or just needing some validation that you are not crazy, you are in the right place. How many times have you been in a situation with someone where you wish you had that one-liner, that mic drop moment that would stop someone in their tracks, but it didn't come to you until hours later? And then you're kicking yourself because you didn't get your point across, you felt misunderstood, and you just kind of carry that with you. So welcome to the Rising Beyond podcast, where I hope you can gain some tips and strategies to heal from an abusive relationship, as well as finding that hope and validation that you are probably so desperately seeking. I'm Sybil Cummin, and today we are going to come up with and talk about these mic drop moments. So this actually came out of a Tea Time with Sybil a couple of weeks ago. Tea Time with Sybil is something we do once a month in the Rising Beyond community where we come together and we just connect. Sometimes we have a specific topic that I bring to the table, or sometimes it's a topic from the members of the community, and sometimes I have a guest speaker. So in this recent tea time, we were talking about the experience that really has touched everyone in some way. Is like a family member or a friend says that thing that just hurts. And it's because they don't understand. It's because they're giving your abuser the benefit of the doubt, whatever it may be. But these statements happen and it's like, ugh, what do I say? How do I even respond to that? Or maybe you are in a situation where you're talking with the professionals that are involved in your case they may not get it. They may be giving the benefit of the doubt. Or what if they are in the wrong in some way and they are trying to distract from taking accountability? They're trying to minimize what they have experienced or what you have experienced or how they've harmed you. 
And so having some one-liners or what we've been calling a mic drop moments can be so helpful to have in your back pocket. So that happened in tea time. I gave a few examples to my email newsletter list. If you're not on it, go to the link in the show notes below or shoot me an email and I will put you on that list. But so I gave some examples and oh my goodness, I had reply after reply after reply to that email with people asking, oh wow, how could, how could I respond to this? Or can you help me respond, you know, to this you know, specific question that my friend had or um, this statement that continues to come up in my case. Someone was like, hey, Sybil, I will actually pay you to create a list of canned responses that are not for your ex-partner, but they are for all the other people in the world. So some, some of these people may be the flying monkeys. Some are just people who don't get it. And so I was like, oh my gosh, guess what? We probably need a whole lot of those. So that's what we're going to do today. I have, as kind of a free resource for you all, a list of these canned responses or canned mic drop moments that you can have sent straight to your inbox. So the link to that is in the show notes below. You can also shoot me an email, shoot me a DM. I will get you that link, but it is specifically a list of these mic drop moments so that you don't have to stop driving wherever you are and like scribble these on the random receipts or other trash in your car. That's me. I have so much, you know, random paper in my car. You can have this directly sent to you. So what are some of the things that come up for you in specific situations? I wanted to come up with some responses that you can tweak and change based on the situation, but that can generalize to so many things that you are going to probably experience or you have experienced. So I'm just going to go through these. Okay. So what do you say when a professional is trying to deflect. So this may be they need to take accountability. Maybe they don't know the answer to a question that you're asking. And so they are just trying to kind of deflect the situation. So an experience that came up for us in the Rising Beyond community that was had by many people was this idea of asking a specific question the professional did not know the answer. And instead of saying like, gosh, I don't know, or something like that, they said, are you getting mental health help? Or are you set up with a therapist? And that had nothing to do with the question at hand. So when a professional is trying to deflect from the topic, this is something that you can say. You know, I appreciate your concern about X, Y, and Z, but I'd like to bring the conversation back to the original question or topic and then state the topic. Right. So it's like you're acknowledging what they said and bringing them back. You may have to do this more than once in similar ways. But that just small little phrase has been really helpful at getting the conversation back on track. Okay. So what if someone just doesn't get it and they're like, gosh, why don't you just talk it out? 
with your ex-partner. Maybe it's around scheduling, around the holidays, around school, around whatever it might be, right? And they have no idea that that is just not possible. So if someone suggests you just like, let's have a discussion with your ex-partner, like what's the big deal? You could say something like, sure, in a situation where both parents are focused on the best interest of the children, this would make sense, but that does not apply to my situation. So you're not giving them too much information, right? You're not giving them a ton of detail, but it's like, yep, this actually doesn't work because they are not focused on the best interest of the child. Or you could change up, you know, in a situation where both parents are focused on X, Y, and Z, that would make sense. But that does not apply to our situation. I am sure that someone has insinuated like, gosh, why don't you guys just have a conversation in your divorce now? Like, get over it kind of thing. Here's another one that comes up over and over. So what about when someone states, I just can't see him doing that. He's always seemed so nice or he's been so nice to me. Ugh, gross, right? When this happens, it is just like infuriating. You feel so invalidated. It's just one of those things where they're giving the benefit of the doubt. They just don't see it. So you may say something like, I can see why you'd think that. His behaviors in public are completely different than his behaviors behind closed doors. Done. Right? If it seems like it's a person where you could share more detail, go ahead and do that. If not, you can leave it at that. Mike dropped. All right, moving on. Uh, when someone doesn't get it because it has not felt safe enough for you to tell them the details. So maybe this is because they were a friend to both of you or like a joint friend, or maybe it's like a parent at school where you don't feel the need to share all the details with them and you're trying to, you know, not put drama out there. And guess who did put drama out there? Your ex-partner. Guess who's smearing you left and right? Your ex-partner. So this is something that you could say in a situation like that. You know, I haven't shared the details with you because I didn't want to put you in a difficult position. It seems like you've heard one side of the situation, and I'm sorry if he put you in the situation I was trying to prevent. And then if it feels comfortable and safe and they are not a purposeful flying monkey, you could say something like, I'm happy to answer any questions that you might have, or I'm happy to answer some specific questions. And then you may have to, if you're going to answer questions, set some boundaries for them, for yourself, so that you're not just like dumping all of the stuff on them. But you could even just like use these one-liners together because I am sure you say something like this and maybe they do ask a question and they're like, yeah, but he's always seemed so nice. And you're like, yeah, behind closed doors, things looked really different. Things like that. So you can mix and match these all together. I actually love doing these and we've got more of them. So what if someone completely drops the ball? They do not take accountability and they passive aggressively pass that responsibility onto you. Hey, guess what? What does this feel like? It kind of feels like some Darvo. (laughs) 
And this happens with professionals, not just your ex-partner. So this is something you could do in email format. I highly suggest this one specifically is done in written format. So even if you say something like this, having it documented will be helpful for you because guess what? They'll probably throw you under the bus if they're doing this. So something like, thank you for your response. It was my understanding that I was responsible for X, Y, and Z. My intention was, and then write your intention. So to hear back before sending, you know, sending more information or to get clarification on my next steps before I followed up on or whatever it might be. My intention was to do this. It's my understanding that you were responsible for A, B, and C. Done right? It's very short to the point, not mean, and just putting it out there. Again, probably better in writing. What if someone says something like, including a judge, so you have to be a little more careful like to say these things in certain situations, but something like, it's not illegal to be an asshole or jerks can be parents too. Attorneys say this fairly frequently, really obnoxious. And so I might say something like, correct, it's not illegal, or correct, they can be jerks. And based on the situation I'm in with such a person, I will do everything I can to protect myself and my children from their behaviors. So you could say something also in the lines of like, you know, the word jerk doesn't actually encapsulate the level of abuse I've endured. That would be for like your attorney or someone that it's not going to be like used against you if you use the term, oh my goodness, use the term abuse because that's what it is. And we know that often that can harm you. So you can add to that as well. But I'm hoping that these will just get you started. So I have many, many more of these on your list, on the canned mic drop responses. So I am hopefully hopeful that this was really helpful to you. It was such a good discussion within our group in the community. And we actually played around with this a little bit more in the forum, which is how I got some of the examples that I shared with you. But these are so common. These are so common. And it can be really helpful to just have something in your back pocket, something to kind of, I guess, jog your memory if you're in that space and you feel almost frozen. It's almost like muscle memory, right? It can come up if you've already read it, if you've already said it, if you've already kind of thought about these situations beforehand. So I really, you know, I wanted to get this out to you. And if you have some situations that you feel like are fairly common based on the people you've talked to, or you would like some support on, guess what? I can do an updated list. Not a problem. If I get a ton of responses from this of, hey, can you help me out with? I will put them in either an updated list or I'll throw them in my email newsletter so that you can get your questions answered. And if you have an idea or something you'd love for me to chat about on the Rising Me On podcast, send me an email. A lot of our 
episodes are because you all reached out to me and asked for help. So if there's something you would like to hear about, shoot me an email, info at risingbeyondpc.com. Grab your link to this freebie canned mic drop responses, and I will catch you on the next episode of the Rising Beyond podcast. If you found hope and support through this podcast, there are a few things you can do to help us continue to provide meaningful and value-packed episodes. First, you can follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're willing, while you're there, you can give us a rating and review, which will help other survivors find us so we can offer them this help as well. And if you have the means and desire to do so, you can click on the Buy Me a Coffee link and help provide a small financial contribution to the show. This allows us to spend more time and energy finding the best guests and providing the most value to you. And if you want to work with me and the Rising Beyond community, go to www.risingbeyondpc.com for details.